What's good, Internet? And welcome to session 24 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. This week, we have our resident front mission expert, Eric Getty Gettinger. Let's hop in our wanzers and get this show rolling. What a terrible reference and possibly an even worse series. Hey. <laughs> At last, we are reunited back again. We have my hetero life partner, Joel DeWitt. What's it like to be back, Joel? Does that make me your silent Bob? I think I may be, I think I may be fatter than you. Uh, we'll have to check on that. Uh, you know, it, it beats being in a car for eight hours without being able to scratch the video damage. But more importantly, what is this I'm hearing about giving away multiple hentai baskets? Mm, I don't know what, what you're guys, talking about. What, what happened to our budget? Uh, oh. Daddy, who's paying you? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. It's on record. It's recorded. Get, I listened to it in the car. Get us out of here. This week, we're going to finally discuss anime boobs in the Backlog blog. Yes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I should start reading these before we start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just do what I do. Hit some hip-hop and video games in our retroactive segment called Chip Tunes, some special podcast announcements, and a listener email. But first, as always, Early Adopter, where we play alphas, betas, pre-release demos, and all games installed on Teslas. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, I want to talk about Flappy Bird Royale. Real quick, I'm sorry, Getty. Uh, I guess go ahead. Don't don't be sorry. This is good. He hates joy. He hates joy. Each match lasts about 15 seconds, just flapping and surviving. You're, you're tapping the screen to flap your wings, otherwise you're dive-bombing the ground. Okay, do, do we need to explain what Flappy Bird is? That's really all it is, and then you try to go through pipes, and you have to be very precise how you're flapping, or else you hit the top of the bottom. Somebody must not know about Flappy Bird. It's real quick. You, won't, you you touch anything, you die. That's really what you need to know. Tap the screen to flap. Uh, and if you hit it longer, you go higher, etc., etc. But otherwise, you drop like a rock. But with Battle Royale, it's you and 100 other people playing Flappy Bird. Each round lasts 15 seconds. And that's kind of it. You restart, try it again. Hop in another match of 100 people. You get I got second place so far. It's like a fun time waster. It just makes me keep going like, I could probably do another round in like 10 seconds. That's fine. Daddy. Daddy. Yeah. They they have you drop from a bus. What? They they seriously <laughs> no. pan a bus like Fortnite, from the like left. Fortnite. Yeah. No. And it just sort of floating in and then you have to choose when you drop from the bus and you just see all the different ghosts from all the other flappy birds sort of flapping around with you. What? It's, it's real good. <laughs> Are you just making this stuff up? No, and then also on top of that the it'll say 100 people left. And then because every round lasts 15 seconds because people are bad at Flappy Bird, you'll just see that number go 199, Like it'll just keep dropping when people die. And so that's why I said each round lasts 15 seconds. He assumes that because he's never done that far in the game. But I got second. <laughs> he said he got second. We need somebody <laughs> I to took verify a scre- it. I took a screenshot. Okay, I'm, that's <laughs> well, it. I'm going to post done. that on his wall. <laughs> yeah. I won't, I won't turn this into auto chest, but solid idea. Uh, Joel, you played a game I've completely forgot about, and I'm pretty jealous I have it installed already. Tell me about Sky. From anybody who knows, who doesn't know about this, Sky is a free mobile phone game from that game company. If that name's not familiar to you, they're the ones that were behind Journey and Flower on PlayStation 3, and I think they've been ported to PlayStation 4 and PC by now. I, it's it's up to, for debate which one's the better game out of those two. But Is it? Yes. Is it? Oh yes. man, I'm just gonna sit back and watch this. So 
let's let's uh, preface some of my opinions on these two teams before I get into Sky. I much prefer Flower, and uh, part of it is because it kind of struck me as unique and interesting at the time, where you're controlling a floating pedal through this open landscape, and you're sort of gliding along using the six-axis motion controls and swooping in and out with this really nice piano soundtrack. And as you're hitting other pedals on the ground, it adds musical accents to each time you pick up a pedal and it sort of would flow around with different colors. And something that really stood out at the time when it was PlayStation 3 was in these previews and trailers, you'd see like all these little individual blades of grass flowing on the ground. And that was really kind of novel at the time. Just the sheer thought of like how much effort it would have to take to make all of that render at the same time and have that much detail in it. So it really struck me as impressive. And the other part of it is that actually around when Flower came out and when Kelly and I played it, my aunt actually passed away. And I've got pretty stark memories at the time of going to her visitation, spending time with family in that uncomfortable uh, situation, and then coming home and it was a rainy day and we just sort of changed into uh, our scrub clothes and just sat around playing flower and it was just this nice experience that we were able to have together to try to dissociate ourselves from the the unhappiness of the day and just absorb ourselves into it so that that might drive a little bit into my feelings between the two but that's the weight i bring with this series a little bit and journey is it one that i came to late because it didn't interest me as much but then i finally gave it a chance and i really enjoyed it so all that prefaced for sky sky is much more like journey than it is flower okay and i say that in that you are controlling a person the person's kind of nondescript uh, it's just sort of a humanoid body with sort of a cape outfit, and they, they've they got a face this time, whereas Journey was kind of a cloaked thing and kind of an undefined physique look. But it's, it's a lot of the same kind of stuff in that it's kind of floaty, imprecise platforming. You're sort of exploring the world and trying to solve puzzles that aren't too complex, but are mostly easy enough to sort of get through different checkpoints to move along the path of the world. Does um, it gate you? How so? Does it stop your progress so that you can complete a, to, uh, to complete the puzzle? You can't complete the puzzle to, unless you... Like, you need to complete the puzzle to progress? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know if you were talking about, like, microtransactions or... Uh, no. Dear uh, God, like no. Paid currency. Well, I mean, we're talking about a mobile game. But we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that portion of it. But yeah, the puzzles are part of what dates you. And most of the times, it'll be a situation where they'll lead you to a castle, but then the castle will be dated off until you find sort of a spirit. And once you get to the date, it'll point you to the direction where the spirit's located. You have to sort of go back to that spot and find that spirit and then sort of follow it around until it gets to its end walking point and then sort of evaporates and you get to collect it that way. That's okay. neat. It, it is. And so, Daddy, have you played either of these games before? I have not. I have both of them through PlayStation Network, but I've just not gotten around to it. Okay, so both the games, but Journey definitely is just this sort of beautiful game. And it's not that there's hyper-realism. It's a very stylized look, very watercolor kind of look to it, uh, but also just the the lighting 
makes these stark contrasts in light and dark or shining on things that just gives a very vibrant feel to it. And that is just part of the joy of this is that the gameplay itself is simple, but it's about really absorbing the world, uh, taking in this beautiful swelling soundtrack along with the different areas that really fit the environments well. And in this game too, you can actually soar in the skies for a little bit of limited time. So mm -hmm. there are these portions where you're going from area to area and you enable this gliding ability and you can actually soar above the clouds. And each time that you're going along the clouds, you, the way you sort of recharge your flying ability is hitting a cloud point or hitting a <sighs> creature and it refills your boost. So it's just consistently propelling you as you go along on it. And it's really, it's really satisfying. And it's, it's a surprising how well it works for the most part because you're playing on a phone and yeah. historically phone controls are garbage. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> uh, you know, the fact that it ha doesn't have to be so precise in movement by the nature of what it is makes it work. Okay. And, and it's, it's a, I'm sort of repeating myself, but it's a beautiful game. One thing I want to know too, is that like journey, one of the conceits of journey was that you would come across other people in your game. Yeah. And you could sort of team up with them to sort of follow each other along to, to go through the game together. Well, it sort of follows... One of my favorite parts. Mm -hmm. It follows that same sort of pattern. But in here, the people you see look like sort of shadowy ghosts. Mm -hmm. And you have to light a candle to them. And it basically means you have to walk up to them. The screen will prompt you to hit a button. And then it'll show you lighting a candle along with them together. And it'll sort of do like a little rainbow heart above your head. <laughs> as you wait a few mm. seconds to illuminate the candle. And you can have a ton of people in your instance along with you. It isn't just like one or two people. It'll be like four or five or six people. And as you're playing through different sections of the game, they can help you complete objectives together. Huh. So there was a part early on where you had to activate these three towers. And I had started once, then quit because I had to do something. And then I logged back in, so I had to start over that section. Well, huh. the second time... I had four or five different people engaged in that session, and I instanced them into my world. It took like five seconds because they all branched apart to the different parts of the objective and activated it. It just propelled us forward that quickly. That's cool. Oh, that, that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's a really, really neat thing. Uh, Joel, before we get too much uh, further away from it, you said that it's really beautiful. How does that work on the phone? Were you playing it on... You said, you didn't mention that it was for Apple, but in the notes here it says iOS. So did you play it on a phone or an iPad? I played it on a phone. I, I imagine it works for iPad as well. I can't say with certainty. I think it works on Android devices too, last I checked. Okay, so playing it on a smaller screen, it was still like very visually appealing? It, it was, and the only the only thing that was a detraction to me, other than the fact that my phone screen's cracked at the moment... <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it is that uh my thumbs being all over the screen was kind of a distraction which is really a bummer it's kind of why i wish this was on pc or i wish it was on playstation 4 because i would really like it to be on a nice big tv that i can really just take in the scenery have nice big speakers playing that swelling music as i move along the different beats of the game and it, it, it's kind of disappointing that i have to have my fingers just sort of smudging the screen and getting in the way of all the environment on my phone. But that also sounds 
kind of a bummer because I hardly ever use headphones or have my volume on when I play games. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, now like this, this is something I want to take all of the experience in, you know what I mean? And Right, you're that. going... You're going to want to put headphones in or at least be in an area that's relatively quiet if you're going to use your speaker phones because that's... Get some candles going and just relax and enjoy Sky. What you do between you and your Sky is on you. Uh, (laughs) But I I think that uh, you definitely want to take in both the audio and the visual to get the whole experience. And they even prompt you to say, like, make sure you're wearing headphones or have your speaker on. So you get the full experience, and I think that's that's fair. It's it's similar to something like Hotline Miami, where like the the visuals and that soundtrack are part of a whole package that you miss part of it if you're not playing it with everything. Yeah. Seems really immersive, and it I I'm really gonna check on the iPad to see if I can get a it on there, so I have a little bit more of a a bigger screen. Here's a question though: mm-hmm. How long is it? Just because Ooh. I kind of with those games, I don't know if I like putting it on pause and walking away, I kind of want to finish the experience. And so I want to like plan out, okay, I need two hours to sit down and just like play this phone game. So here's the thing. I would say my total time was somewhere between two or three hours. You don't have to sit through the whole thing in one setting. Okay. So you get, you get to certain points of the game and it'll checkpoint you uh, there. Right. So if, as long as you get to a certain threshold where it is clearly apparent that it's saving your progress you won't lose out on uh, having to do things over again. Okay. The only other thing I'll mention is that uh, there are microtransactions in it, but as far as I can tell, it's purely cosmetic. Or there might be some items that are single use that you can pay to get more of. I've found no real good reason to bother with it. The, the faces, you can change the face type or the hair type of your character, Mm-hmm. But but their features are so nondescript that it doesn't seem like it really should matter. So I, it's kind of a neither here nor there thing to me. And the items that they offer, they're not things I feel you really need to pay money. That's a real impediment to keep you from making progress. So as long as you can just ignore that, it's kind of a non-issue. All right. I'm excited. Got it installed. I think that's going to be my next one. Already? Did you do it during this? <laughs> I did it right before. Oh, okay. Yes. Because I knew he was talking about it, and from the stuff I've I, he had mentioned in passing, it sounded like right up my alley. He, he did it while talking about Flappy Bird. Ah. No, I played like three rounds while talking about Flappy Bird. Oh, my gosh. Equally worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> telling you, Getty, it's good. Also, tell me about Sticky Bodies. Oh, Sticky Bodies. Okay, so I played this one. I played it on Android, and it's from the guys that brought us uh, Pixel Junk Monsters. So, so that remember. means you know it's quality. Uh, I know I that I talked name. about it last week. <laughs> uh, so are you guys familiar with the anime Attack on Titan? I am. I I like it a lot. The only thing I know about Attack on Titan is huge, stinless mon- man-beast things. Yes. Okay. Eating humans. Okay. Is that all I really need to know? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's, that's kind of the premise for this game. Uh, aesthetically it looks a lot like a monty python like animated sketch okay so if you can picture that in your mind and then there's this hand that drops a human and you have to maneuver your human across the screen to grab onto other humans towards the giant's mouth now are you trying to stop 
from dying or trying to bring more people with you to your doom? You're trying to bring as many people to their doom with you as possible. Okay. And that gets you points. Hmm. And we all know the value of points in video games. Whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for this one. So the, the point values depend on what kind of people you're able to grab on your way down. So the bigger the person, the more points you're going to get. The fisherman is worth more than a little old lady. Okay. I can't tell if it's trying to make like a social commentary here or just about the nutritional value of eating humans. I think a fisherman will probably be lean, good, and hearty meat. I've, I don't know. Just size one up one time. Just size okay. them up. We'll have to find where the fishermen are because there aren't very many in the, uh, the desolate wastelands of the Chicago suburbs. I'll fi- we'll find one. Okay. Uh, the controls are very simple. Uh, once you get dropped, you can direct your character or your person either left or right by using your thumb on the screen or your, your index finger if you're into that kind of thing. And uh, you want to try and collect as many people, as many items off of the screen as you plummet towards the giant's mouth because once you get there, you need to land in his mouth and then you get points to get stars. And this is like my big thing in pixel junk monsters they really didn't like me like they had some kind of grudge that that i couldn't get the maximum amount of stars in that game they looked into your soul and said you're not worthy i know i can't do it in this game either (laughs) Uh, the highest i got is two out of three stars on any of the stages you love getting stars ah it's an achievement okay so more like a compulsion disorder uh, uh, that's that's neither here no it's definitely a disorder, but we'll cover that further in details later. Hmm. Uh, the biggest, uh, well, there's a couple of things that I, I find real fault with the game. So, well, the, hold on. Yeah. Does this game like you? Uh, it likes you for a little bit. Uh-huh. Does it like like you? It's like <laughs> no. a cat. It's like a cat. It'll just turn on you for no reason. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so uh, before I jump into the real reason why the game doesn't like you, uh, my biggest gripe is that the camera... It starts off super close to the, the human that's being dropped, and you can't really see where you're maneuvering around. So there's a big opportunity to miss a lot of things and not be able to get the three stars. Uh, as you get further down and you collect more people, then the camera pans out so that you can see all the humans being dragged to their doom. And the whole thing is set to this like really light and fun music, even though you know what's going to happen. And it's not it's not happy. Death. Lots of death. Yeah. Uh, but here's where they really stick it to you. Once you get to about the ninth level or so, that's when they're like, hey, do you want to play this game some more? Give me 450. Damn. <laughs> Stone cold. Brutal. Just shut you out. Yeah. Not even like, here's a microtransaction here, there. No, like straight up like, hey, just give me your money. <laughs> it's fine. The first the first taste is always free. Yeah. It's, they're, they're peddling in drugs here. Yeah. Just give you a little bit first, and then once you're hooked, four fifty. Yeah, four, and it's such a weird price too. Yeah, I don't know. I think like five bucks. You know, just even it out. No one likes peddling and change. Yeah, round it up. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna pay the four fifty? Oh no! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I try and be as stingy as possible, except for when it comes to stuff like Fire Emblem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's gonna be a whole thing. I feel like that's just gonna be. Another early adopter day, and then it's just going to be that game. No, like Joel and I are going to need like the whole episode just to unpack however many stories we're able to play through. Maybe, maybe. From everything I've read, it's it's a pretty meaty experience. Oh yeah, that's why I'm getting this back out of here. Yep. Uh, speak, speaking of that game company, though, 
Let's flower into news. You know why that transition didn't work, Joel? Huh, Joel? Because Journey is better. No. Journey is better. No, it's not. Let's go for a break. <laughs> News, where we discuss all the news that's worth talking about. Just got right back into that one. Direct. That's the way I'm doing it this week. <laughs> There's a lot of news this week, as opposed to last week when we had none. So I think that the drought might be over. They're air, they are making a re-release of Crash Team Racing, and somehow they are making microtransactions added to it. Boo. Activision being all Activision. What, what, what's the purpose of adding microtransactions to a game like this? To make sweet, sweet cheddar. So I take it that you're going to be able to purchase the different carts and stuff, like upgrade to the cosmetics of your characters then? One could only assume. I also assume that they might add some new cosmetics or something. Mm. I have to imagine it's cosmetics. You know, buy a special item that makes every crate turn into the most powerful weapon, which I don't know because I haven't played Crash Team Racing since, like, ten years ago. Hmm. I mean, there there ha- there is no good reason. I mean, it's it's a kids game first and foremost. You know, it's I opted out of Crash Team Racing because they'd already perfected it with Diddy Kong Racing. I... And the silence, crickets. The crickets silence has it. There's crickets on that one. <laughs> you know what that should tell you? That nobody played Diddy Kong Racing either. Dude, it was amazing. A hundred percent of that game. <sighs> but you know, what we should a hundred percent the new Garfield Kart game that's coming out. That game is coming out soon. Joel, we need your kids. We need to run experiments. <laughs> Get your let's own let's, kids to run experiments. Let's let them decide which kart racer is the best. Look, I, I just, I already know that Nermal is going to be OP in Abu Dhabi. I, I don't need to <laughs> test this out. I mean, the the lasagna power-up is just game-breaking. And mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I don't want to see the, the creepy... I'm sorry, John. Murder art. Murder art or mods that come from all this. No, thank you. Yuck. That's that gives me all the all the grossness. But the oh the blue shell equivalent will be Pookie the Bear. That's my call. Pookie the Bear. It's a good call. Joel, you also sent me an article for Outer Worlds on Switch. I am so hyped on this. I love watching you play this when you were streaming it. The time travel loop, the mechan you know, the that kind of mechanic. Um no. Uh, that's but then you like either it's like an enhanced version of no man's sky that that's outer wilds uh outer worlds is that fallout new vegas style game except in space oh oh <laughs> i'm less interested oh he got you good me me too if i were a fan of those things i'd be more excited but i like you would love to see outer wilds on switch but uh not today well, maybe I'll try Outer Worlds then. Yeah, you get on that. You you like Fallout. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's the thing for you. But for me, I'm moving on. Okay. To more news about Bethesda. Doom 1 through 3. Uh, 1, 2, and 3. Sneak released it on Switch at QuakeCon. Joel, you picked up 1, right? I picked up 1 and 2. I was actually... I, I saw this somehow during my vacation and got really excited about it because that's just out of the blue and Doom was one of the first first-person shooter games I played before. So I was pretty excited. I've played Doom 1, I think, for all of half an hour. I liked what I played. It just, I think I was past it by the time I played it. Oh, you got about halfway through the game if you played for a half hour. Hmm. Maybe I'll pick up the first one then. <laughs> 
with this release, though, Bethesda still fucked it up. They have a, new, a necessary login to have an, within a Bethesda account to actually play the game. Well, I mean, to play the game, yeah. And then also an online connection constantly while playing. And if you don't, the connect to the internet and log in with your Bethesda account pops up every 30 seconds in-game. So, quick anecdote about this. I actually, on the way home, I asked Kelly to drive for a couple hours, and Ooh. I turned on my Switch. I used my mm-hmm. phone to try to tether the internet to my Switch to download Doom 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> and I was worried about this being a problem, except uh, it turns out 4G can't really download very quickly, so I had to quickly give up anyway. Yep. Well, I was I was told that Doom 1 is surprisingly larger than it used to be, like the file size. I think it has something to do with the tools they use to port the game itself are included mm-hmm. in the download file, if I read mm-hmm. it right. So it's like the, the game file size should be infinitesimal, but because they have all these tools attached to it that allows them to port it quicker to other formats that it's just tacked on. It adds to the download size. And all the added security that they installed on it. Yeah. Yep. I imagine that would have something to do with it. <laughs> awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rearrange news here uh, just because speaking of old PC games, you can now, if you own the original Diablo and you still have that PC file size, you can drag, drop it into your browser and it will autoplay there. Mm. Who does this benefit? Well, I've never played Diablo, so I feel like I can find that file somewhere. Really? I only played two. I only played two. You played three. Yes, and I played... Well, I, you I played, played three, three with us. Yes. I spent, like, the older versions. Out of I'm confused two. here. You're going to find a illegitimate copy of Diablo to download to your computer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's all calm down with the illegitimate word. Well, I, I, I assume you're not going to pay for it. Those those battle chests can't be that expensive still, mm, can they? I don't know if you can even buy Diablo no. anymore. I don't think what? you can. You probably maybe, have to maybe, find it used. Maybe from like battle.net or something like that. But no. uh, Amazon account. They got two and three on there. Diablo 2 battle chest is still like 20 bucks. Uh-huh. Never okay. goes down in value. Diablo. Ba- ah! 150 bucks. There you go. Drag it and I'm drop not, it into your cart. <laughs> I'm not going to do any of that. Oh. Uh, no. Yeah, this is... Whoa, $492. Why is that? That doesn't make any sense. Alex, I have a, I have a nice old copy on a, a CD-ROM in my closet here that you can have. There we go. If you're that interested in it. That's what a friend does. And I'll drop it into my browser. Yeah, right. <laughs> I still don't understand what the benefit of that is. So Maybe I mean, compatibility? Is that it? Well, from the article and my own personal anecdote, playing it at work. Hmm. Does it work in any browser? I think it was Chrome. But you have to log into your Bethesda account first. <laughs> <laughs> battle, oh, that came up net? with Wolfenstein 2 as well. At Wolfenstein 2, you need to log in with your, Beth- your Bethesda account. Oh. Or, no, it was Wolfenstein, the new one that just came out. Youngblood. Youngblood. Yep. Uh, the next piece of news here. Monster Hunter Iceborne, coming with its own big set of DLCs. More Monster Hunter, all forgetting to not play. Yep. I'm, I'm looking at you. Yeah. But did you want me to react to this? <laughs> I want you to play Monster Hunter with me. It is awesome. He's trying to hunt shame you. We have so many things to play together. This is I know. unrealistic. The standards that you have us list. living up to. 
I, I gotta defend Daddy here. Like one hunt is forty minutes. That that's a commitment. <laughs> Dude, he was playing Destiny multiplayer, grinding for like four to six hours. And I'm gonna get my T-shirt for the latest season. Yeah, he's getting. He's Ooh. grinding for a T-shirt. Hey, mm. what happens between me and that T-shirt is none of your business. This is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real hyped for the Monster Hunter DLC, though. It's sad it's 40 bucks, but if it comes with extra DLC and all, and they're going to keep upgrading and adding more stuff, I'm into it. So you have your Snow Shark. Ooh, can't wait to play the Snow Shark. And you get a mount now. Snow mount. This is all just a stopgap so I don't get into my Final Fantasy XIV, because I'm real close, man. I know, you keep asking me, but you know that we have so many other responsibilities. <laughs> but it's I hear it's real good. Okay, I'm well, getting us out of here. Yeah. Let's let's go now. <laughs> uh, Street Fighter Five, more DLC. E Honda, Poison, and Lucia. Lucio. Not Lucio. No, Lucio from Not Overwatch. Lucia. She's apparently from I think it's from Street Fighter Four. Well, then I don't know who that is. Mm. I thought we were gonna uh, pump up the jam here. Get the crossfade on. I like that ability. The leak came due to Evo being in a week. I really liked Street Fighter Five even though it was broken as hell, but they kind of microtransactioned me out with how much everything cost and ads and DLC, DLC like every couple of months and then saying, we're not going to release another version, and then they released another version. The creator Street Fighter was so f- sad on Twitter <laughs> when I yeah. saw this announcement. <laughs> like, just super disappointed. Uh, so I, I'm i not sure. What, I mean, Poison seems like a, a niche pick that is at least neat from uh, making a diverse cast of fighters mm-hmm. for Street Fighter V. E Honda is sort of a nice, safe pick that's kind of inexplicable. He wasn't in the game already. Uh, you, Lucia is from 4? I think so. I don't remember her at all. That that's was been, one I missed. It's been a long time since I played 4, but... Can we just agree that they should put the Overwatch character in there instead? What would Lucio's moveset be? Uh... Well, Dip, duck, dodge, and no. then more dodging. No, this is not a Justin Lawn vehicle. Yeah, it is. Uh, Lucia <laughs> is from Final Fight 3. Now, let, let's... Hold on wait, a second. Wait, who, you want to retast Lucio with a middle-aged white man. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that it's that ridiculous that we can just throw <laughs> something ridiculous into it and somehow it will progress. I mean, Kevin Smith turned him into a walrus. It and it's, much worse we that. could just turn it into an Apple advertisement after that, because that's what Justin Long was known for. And yeah. uh, they've already got the in-game ads, so perfect. Dude, those in-game ads were real gross. Getty, did you see those? I have not. You'll have to hook me up with some of those pictures. Yeah. Oh, it's it's straight up like just an advertisement on reused bicep. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Like, uh, yeah. the, the mock-ups were for the, the, the lead they have for Street Fighter. And it was just like a big, nasty, crappy-looking tattoo on his arm. Or on their gloves or something. So like a snicker bar on his arm. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. or, or like UFC fighters with all the brands they used to wear. Uh, affliction. <laughs> exactly. It was look, awful. Look, Remind me. Look, just, yeah. uh, let's just wait to see if when Balrog has the Jacqueline shorts on. <laughs> Ooh, I'll pay for that DLC. Nope. <laughs> Really? Okay. That was, that was a good amount of news, and hopefully this means the summer drought is over. But for now... Sword chest on bison. <laughs> 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 let's move into the backlog blog after the break. Backlog blog. 
play games that we let age in a wine cellar for a few years to increase the depth of flavor or under our couches yeah this week joel took the lead with doom one you were telling us you got this on your vacation off of your spotty 4g network (laughs) well 5g if you believe at&t so it's not it's not real (laughs) true continue yeah i i have no retort to that hashtag dad um so (laughs) The Doom 1 is something I shouldn't have to explain what it is, but in case there's uh, somebody who hasn't heard of it, it's basically like one of the originators of the first-person shooter. Uh, Old, old PC game. Used to be passed around on floppy disks, if I recall right. Or, uh, hell, I think even, like, I I forget where else. But anyway, it's like the originator of first-person shooters, uh... So anybody who's played a recent Doom knows that you're the Doom guy, no real name, just a random dude that finds himself exploring the depths of hell, fighting off enemies who are sometimes human, actually, which I forgot when, when I started this game. But there are definitely humans we start off fighting, and then you start progressing further into the game, and you get into all these different monsters and hell spawn and demons. And it, uh, I didn't remember how breezy this game was so you go through a string of levels and each level has a pretty straightforward layout where you will start in one room you'll progress along the rooms and you'll encounter certain doors with color keys you need to find in order to unlock those doors to move forward so there's usually like a blue key a yellow key and a red key depending on how long the level is and as you're going through these different segments you encounter the different enemies that you have to shoot off. There's no real way to avoid them in this game. Mm-hmm. Just the sort of the way the game was made back then. Every every enemy is sort of an obstacle you have to dispatch somehow. And the way you find different weapons to dispatch them with are sort of placed throughout the level in different spots. Uh, some of them are pretty obviously placed, so like you'll run into a shotgun just sort of out in the open. Other weapons are placed in sort of a remote secret spot, so like there's a chainsaw you have to haul around the wall to find a uh, hidden door and go down a corridor to find, and then... You know, when you pick it up, you actually have your little profile of the Doom Dice face that does this sort of, like, uh, evil-looking grin on his face when you pick up the chainsaw. <laughs> and you can just, like, you know, rip and tear through enemies with it if you run up to them quick enough. Yeah. And just uh, it just sort of is a natural progression from pretty tame stuff to kind of bombastic things to where you get a rocket launcher and some sort of made-up weapons, too, that are kind of bonkers, as you did later on in the game. The BFG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, really, the only things I have to say beyond the obvious of that is that it was only five bucks. If it, if it wasn't for the login garbage that's tied to it, which I know they're going to remove after they've been appropriately uh, clowned on for... Uh, Dunked on. Yeah, <laughs> if we want to use the terminology the kids use now. It, I think, still think five bucks is pretty worth it for what this is i mean you can't go cheaper than that <laughs> on on the eShop or anywhere else but like you know even if it, it has been a pretty quick beat for it it's nice arcadey first person shooter uh has some of those little quirks from the 90s 
So like the soundtrack is this kind of uh, metal-esque rock <laughs> kind of MIDI soundtrack that kind of sounds crappy but fun. And there's little fun details like the profile as you get damaged and your health goes down. He goes from a perfectly fine face to like starting to get a little bruised and then bloodied up. And then like by the time you're down to 5%, he looks like death. So like his his eyes are all bloodied out and like pouring down his face and like drooping down forward. So there's these little attention to detail that's kind of for the time was an interesting thing that they tacked on. Classic <laughs> to, stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But other than that, just uh, yeah, it, it's hard not to recommend it if you have any fondness for old first-person shooters or if you're even just curious to see what it was like the only other thing i might mention is that there's just it is kind of hard sometimes uh encountering some of these enemies to engage with them without just expecting damage so like you anytime you went out in the area where the enemy spotted you there was no telegraphing of the attacks at all that would give you a sense of oh i need to go strafe out of the way or something like that so it's this give and take of kind of accepting an acceptable level of damage in order to kill the enemies and then trying to find a health pack yeah it's kind of like that's that's the mechanic is like okay how much how can you defeat this enemy take the least amount of damage and then the, the health packs just being around all the you know everywhere right yeah. how convenient <laughs> hell is anything if not generous with restorative properties man there's some let me tell you there's some games where i i shouldn't repeat what i had originally said when i was playing the game but you couldn't pay for a health kit so it's, it's pretty <laughs> nice when they toss them at you i was gonna say that i was pumped on this i was like oh all three dooms five bucks and i was all excited until i realized it was just doom one for five dollars doom two for five dollars and then doom three was like 10 or 15 it's 10 i think yeah okay so i was kind of bummed i was like oh man i was real excited to play all three for five bucks oh but, you, you thought know, it's still a good price <laughs> wow that'd be a steal right <laughs> the games have been around for a while yeah but i mean you gotta pay the switch tax to have them or if you're playing on xbox not be allowed to play your old copies anymore and force you to buy them again mm-hmm I also think that they're releasing... I think they release this on iOS as well and PC. Huh. But I would not want to play iOS. this on iOS. No. Yeah. I, I didn't think so. But, you know, they have a lot of games on iOS that aren't... You don't want to play it on iOS, but it's just there. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Switch tax would be good on this one. Uh, I, I believe John Romero, the creator of Doom, is still making levels every once in a while, like every Blue Moon. Yeah, I, I doubt you'll be able to play it on your Switch, though. That's true. Okay, Getty. You've been meaning to talk about this one for a while. Hit oh, me yeah? with Sword Art Online. What is the subtitle? Uh, Fatal Bullet. What, what's GGA? Uh, it's, it's supposed to be GGO. So Gun Gale Online is the, the second season of the anime. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to get super into talking about all the subtle nuances of the anime. Just Just tell you in so much as that I'm a huge fan of it. And that's why I decided to pick this game up. Uh, I was able to get it on a pretty good sale. I'm usually nervous around anime games. I've, I've found them to be hit or miss. Yeah, and that's, that's pretty true for trying to change one medium into another. So a pretty well-established anime, I believe it started out as even books before it was it was technically a manga and, and then an anime. But either way, this one was pretty good. If you can get past uh, 
some of the bigger hiccups. Okay. So to to start out the game, you uh, if you're familiar with the anime, they do like this loading sequence because you have to do like full dive technology, so completely immersive. You put on your headgear, and it it logs you into a video game where your character can move about, experience different things, and you get to pick uh, whether you want to be a boy or a girl. Well, hold on, it just it does bear to at least give the slight premise. Uh, the anime's uh, premise is that you are a, a person in the real world who gets into an MMO and then essentially gets stuck or has adventures in the MMO video right. game. So it's dot .hack. Essentially, yes. Yeah, it's pretty okay. much a later version of dot .hack. All right. Okay. All right, now continue. Go ahead. Okay, so after you pick your avatar and everything, you get logged into the game where you meet up with one of your friends. And she quickly leads you into uh, an adventure to try and find treasure. Okay. Uh, combat doesn't start for a little bit. The opening is pretty slow. Uh, it's that very anime storytelling element where you have to go through all of this, and it's all subtitled, so no dubbing. And you I mean, have at to... least it's not at least it's not a visual novel style. Right. At, at times, it feels a little bit like a visual novel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's. That's later in the game. Now, are you accustomed to the dub of the anime for this? Yeah, I'm pretty uh, well-versed in having to read and run around and shoot stuff at the same time. Okay. So so it being in Japanese and having to read subtitles isn't really a bother for you then? Well, it, later when you have to do different like missions and quests, like they're saying stuff while you're running around, and uh, it's kind of difficult to focus on like when you're getting shot at and they're screaming stuff at you in Japanese. Hmm. But that's kind of what you have to deal with. So uh, you eventually meet up with the main characters from the anime, and then you get dropped into being able to actually complete quests and everything. So the gameplay is a third-person shooter. You can fully customize your character in a number of different ways, Uh, guns, skills, abilities, and of course you level up as you kill more monsters, complete more quests, and uh, it's it's kind of ridiculous all the different things that you can do. Is the is the combat system turn based, hack and slash like a like a Devil May Cry, or turn based like a RPG? It's it's, it's all guns, so it's all uh, real time action. Oh, like a Diablo? Like a Diablo. So uh, I'm trying to think of what else you could compare it with. Think, think a Diablo, where you even have like the numbers jumping up on the screen when you do damage. Okay. But it's all guns. You can, and I say this because it's part of the anime, you can equip a sword, and they mm-hmm. make you play as Kirito later, and he has a sword. But for the most part, you're just using guns to just mow down enemies. Okay, I like that. The progression of the game is pretty slow. Because it'll make you do like a quest, and then you'll have to watch a cutscene, and then a quest and a cutscene. It kind of reminded me of the Xenosaga style of play, where you'd be oh, like, okay, yeah. "All right, the world just opened up." Just kidding. Watch this forty-five <laughs> minute video. Bummer. Well, it, some of it's it actually sets up a pretty good story, so it doesn't fully follow the anime. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a little bit of it that that coincides with the second season. But you still get to play this brand new character with his own story and his new friends that have been created just for the game. So getting used to the combat is not hard. Uh, It all depends on what kind of guns you like. So for me, I picked up an assault rifle pretty quickly, and then sometimes I'd swap over to a sniper rifle, so I'd be able to Mm -hmm. pick off enemies. I think I'd probably like a shotgun. Shotgun, 
yeah, you probably do pretty well with the shotgun. And then you have to balance your skills. So if you're going to use the shotgun, you want to make sure that you're leveling up your character's health and also their agility so that they can dodge out of the way quicker. Okay. Now, does it have something like Borderlands where each you pick up weapons off the field that have different attributes, or is all the attributes being laid into the character itself? It, it, the weapons do have attributes built into them. However, they're not... So, for the playthrough that I did, I only did, like, the regular playthrough. You can start a new game plus, and then you're able to upgrade your weapons even further. Mm -hmm. So, you only get to about halfway by doing the regular playthrough, and you can really beef up these abilities by, like, cannibalizing them into a different gun to really mix and match the skills that you like to have. So, I'd usually just find something with a lot of uh, damage and maybe a couple of good buffs. It hmm. it has that same kind of loot system where everything's got a color code. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. That's become a good staple of action RPGs and it's expanded everywhere now. I have to say I I kind of appreciate that they're not just going with the story from the anime. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of these kind of games, especially if you play any of the like Dragon Ball games, it, it's literally just retelling the story of the show itself and almost never deviates or changes things up and not knowing anything about this one i can at least appreciate that they went in their own direction with it yeah and you can actually kind of find that this is not the first game that they've made for sword art online i want to say it's the third one there's two others that kind of follow the first season of the anime okay but yeah um you do eventually get to play a scene a couple of scenes from the second season of the anime but i'll i'll just leave that out it's not really important. Now, to finally get to talk about anime boobs. So, <laughs> as you're progressing through the story, Let's as you get it. Yeah, as you're playing with the characters, you build relationships with them. And there's like as this little relationship do. meter and it goes up and up and up. And eventually, if you become good enough friends, it'll prompt you that the girl wants to have a sleepover with you. Yeah. Now, it's it's not like super hardcore. It's it's actually kind of like weird how they try and spin it. It's like, oh, I'm just going to come over and we're going to hang out and have a sleepover. Like, we'll both sleep in your bed. It's, but it's meant to be endearing, but then also just can be just as pervy as you imagine. Exactly, because then you get these capture gallery pictures and it's like just girls laying in your bed. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. so, all right. I see that we tried to go a little bit... Uh, are those on your PS4 hard drive? And can you forward them to me? Uh, they are not. I don't think I, I don't think it gives you a trophy for... No, no. I think you get a trophy for the first one. They're probably already on the internet. Oh, yeah. You could probably just check out, see what it is. But, yeah. I, that was the kind of, like, weird, quirky parts of the game. Uh, I really tried to make it through every little inch and detail of the game. I probably dropped... I want to say between 50 or 60 hours into it. Wow. It's it's a pretty beefy story to make it through. And I didn't even get like the best ending that you possibly could. But after a while, I just realized that I had to be done with it. I If I put any more time into it, I just end up playing that all day, every day. And I found the captures. <laughs> you did? <laughs> and how are they? <laughs> they're good. They're cute. They're anime. I'm not providing links in the show notes. <clears throat> That's fine. Anybody that wants to see them, they can just go on and check them out anyway. So, did you have a best girl? Uh, they really try and like push 
a couple of the girls towards you because mm-hmm. they're like the the ones that aren't in the TV show. Um, so who yeah. was the best one? I am not gonna be able to pronounce her name. So just if you want to, I can I can tell you later. But yeah, there's this girl that they just like throw at you from the very start. It's your friend that wants you to start playing the game with her. Oh, you went with the cannon lady. <laughs> no, because you can get the bedroom scene with every single person. Oh, yeah. it's like a Witcher situation. Yeah. Yeah. You don't just get like one bedroom scene. You get all of them. All Because it's just a sleepover, Alex. Nothing's happening. Just tickle fights. Yeah. He's got hoes and different VPN codes. Ooh, See, that was good. That was good. That was real good. So we finally come full circle on this whole hentai joke. Can we stop, stop talking about anime boobs now? Never. Fine. But that's enough for today. Let's take one final break before going into our new segment, Chiptunes. And we're back. Previously, in episode 18, I discussed Mario and Chill, Zelda and Chill, as well as Team Teamwork's albums. This week, with the release of one of the brighter stars in hip-hop, Chance the Rapper's new album, The Big Day, we talk about video games and hip-hop. I want to preface this with some light disclaimers on language, as well as discuss how interesting it is that video games permeate all cultures. Things like, you know, like again, every kind of culture from hip-hop, rock music... Uh, my friend had listed me some also metal bands that were doing just like Max Payne albums and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, starting off, I brought a couple of examples here that were just fun to talk about. Uh, Chance the Rapper's track, We Get High, is a very soulful track talking about the high road that is sampled Navi from Ocarina of Time, having her like chopped and repeated during the chorus. Hey. Yeah, and if you... If you can imagine, Navi is, like, an octave higher than what she even is in the game, too. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey. I, I, I thought it was a little... repeated over and over. It was a little weird. I didn't really expect it. it yeah, and there was... I don't think there was a whole lot of purpose to it. No. Well, it, it, I mean, it's distorted enough to where you have to really hear to even get that it's a pull from Ocarina. You're right. I mean, the, the song itself is good. I mean, I enjoyed listening to it. Like, the fact that it was pointed out to me that it was Navi, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely her. But, like, if it wasn't pointed out to me, I don't know if I would have noticed it, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm guessing maybe it's just a thing where, like, him being a fan of the thing, he wanted to include it without being painfully obvious that it was a, a direct reference to something, right? Yeah, maybe. But it was it was interesting. It just came out of nowhere. I think Young Jeezy's done this before. The other one I brought up uh, was Prof, Lightwork. It was one of my favorite tracks because it's just one of those ignorant tracks about a rapper bragging about how awesome he is. Pretty standard, but one of his best lyrics, when you thought your boy couldn't get nicer, I step into the ring like Tiger, which is Sagat from Street Fighter. He even uses the deflection that uh, Sagat uses when he does his tighter uppercut. <laughs> you know? Your boy step in the ring like Tiger! It's just... That that music video is just bizarre and lighthearted in a way that's just kind of fun, even right. though it is, like you said, a bratty kind of music video. And like little like uh, expression lines coming through, like animations coming off his face <laughs> as he's saying certain things. It, it all really is just cartoonized in a way that they're they're in on the joke. Exactly. You see you see Sagat fly by on the screen. Mm-hmm. Getty, you were you were telling me that you like this one. Oh yeah, no, it's it's really funny. Like I couldn't just the different guys 
they were like giving them actual actors' names and then just acting like idiots. They went on a nice fishing trip. <sighs> the guy pulls away <laughs> and all of the fishing stuff immediately falls off of his car. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Next, Wiz Khalifa, Never Been, which samples the Shala's theme on loop. It's one of the more iconic songs of Chrono Trigger. One of my favorite, my personal favorite of his. So I think it's it's a fun inclusion. Joel, you said you didn't particularly like this one as much. So clarification, I think the song is fine. Uh, so I don't want to diss the song because I think it's a perfectly uh, competent song. <laughs> I don't want to Man. start any being, being real diplomatic with this. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, no no offense to Wiz, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's something about number one. I think I might be a little precious about Chrono Trigger's soundtrack, uh, just because it made the right time when I was playing it. So I've got a lot of stark memories of and associations with the game, including the soundtrack. And the other thing is that a lot of times when I hear covers or uh, songs that are sampling something, I want it to be distinct enough to be its own thing rather than just make me want to listen to the original thing. And w when Wiz Khalifa uses the Shalas theme as a backdrop, it, it doesn't feel different enough from just the plain audio file from the game itself. And so you're hearing him rap over it with a few extra beats and percussion, and it sounds good in context of the song, but listening to it, I was like, well, I just, I just want to pull up a YouTube video of the actual song <sighs> instead and listen to that instead. So that's why I also brought up Logic, Used to Hate, uh, mm -hmm. samples the Corridor of Time theme from Chrono Sugar. That, that one's better, right? For, from that standpoint, yeah. Like he, Logic breaks up that Corridors of Time song in a way and distorts things that really separates it from the original song. And, and it, it's a more pure sample in that like, it isn't just blatantly the whole song behind him, but he changes things enough to where it has tones of that original song, but it, it changed it into its own unique thing. And that's, I think that's why that sat better with me. Even though, frankly, Quarters of Time is like a more meaningful song to me than even Shala's theme. It was recognizable, so you knew, as soon as you heard it, you remembered the Quarters of Time, but then it changed and there was a good rhythm to it where you could tell it was sampling and not just playing the song. Exactly, yeah. The next track, Childish Gambino, Eat Your Vegetables, which he samples Donkey Kong Country's aquatic theme, which that song is, Donkey Kong Country is just a jam in itself. Like I've listened to that at work, hanging out, but this is a really good, it's a really good sample of the swimming Donkey Kong Country levels. And to quote him, he definitely says, high on shrooms like Mario. That's how New Jersey people pronounce it. He is definitely alluding to Mario. And he's not from New Jersey, but I've heard people pronounce it that way. Well, we can forgive them. That's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, my personal favorite off this list, Dram, D-R-A-M, <laughs> Cha-Cha, uh, which samples the Star Road theme from Super Mario World. But in the song, it's just about partying and Dram singing about how he loves to cha-cha with Dominican women and loves Spanish food. Hey, Dram. Me too. <laughs> You know, it also samples the coin noises, which were really, really fun, because it would do it every couple of seconds. And then in the video, there'd be stars, like, flying by every chance he got to add one in. 
Mm -hmm. And the stars were changing colors like it was the star from Mario <laughs> turning you invincible and like shifting every second to different colors. And even got to a part mid uh, music video where you're starting to see like a pixelated a sombrero on his head, <laughs> like tacos <laughs> floating around in the sky. I. I felt that song, and uh, I know a little bit of cha-cha, and that you could cha-cha to that song. I was pretty pumped about it all around. Okay, uh, the next one, Drake, Six God, samples the scary music from the, like where you're being chased by the ghost, like skeleton King K. Rule from Donkey Kong Country. Okay, Drake. I just, the, I don't know. I think I, I think that one hit me in a way that made me uncomfortable. So hearing the song, it just gave me anxiety because I know that level. You're in a minecart and being chased by like. I don't know. That King K. Rule skeleton creeped me out. There there are some of these songs out there where a, a rapper samples video game music, and it, I don't feel it flows well, and mm. they don't sample it in a way that makes it flow well in, in rhythm to what they're working with. This was one of those. Like it, it, it felt like just sort of pigeonholing that song into something to say you got it into a song. Yeah, yeah. He did a song called Final Fantasy, and there was no sample. For, from the game and there was no reference to it and it wasn't about video games at all like and, i said okay drake yeah <laughs> you could do better right now to end it kyle rapper named kyle used to be super duper kyle <laughs> this is so ridiculous has a song called <laughs> sex and super smash bros <laughs> it's not a sample as much as it's kyle just trying to convince his lady friend to come over <laughs> so she can come over for sex and super smash bros yeah I will just comment here. I was looking at the YouTube comments for this, and the top-rated comment was somebody saying, "This didn't be laid while I wave dash." Hell yeah! <laughs> Clearly, this guy just really wanted to get laid. His song was just too much. I just wanted to hang out, man. Smash Bros. is cool. And they had, you know, the coin noises and everything like that. Playing in '64. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good. good. It, it goes through a lot of his songs where he'll make reference to that, like, "Hey, let's go play like Smash Brothers." Or uh, he had one song where he said, "I just want to play Assassin's Creed and watch my HBO shows in peace." Okay, I felt that one. That that's relatable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be left alone, watch some HBO shows because they're really good, and play some Assassin's Creed. Wait, is this is this Dzak? <laughs> it, it sounds exactly like his mo. Beth just yelled at me in the background. <laughs> well, anyway, I just wanted to bring up that it's interesting how video games can be universal to all cultures, and especially with our generation growing up with them, we're kind of at the point. I, I don't. We're not the first generation to grow up with them, but we're pretty close. But I feel like we're at the generation where it's not just like a weird niche thing, right? Like some of these people are names in the community and and not just being kind of a, a quirky like oh nerd rapper brought up mario or something like that yeah that's true man yeah, we're, there, we're now in mainstream there are famous people that play a lot of video games so a crossover like this it's a little surprising to see it in rap but it's also really cool because some of these songs are not recent i think some of them are from what like five seven years ago yeah yeah it's crazy that now that we could make an argument that it's more mainstream, they were still doing it back in the day. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Now, for listener email. Remember, you can have your comments and questions read on the podcast at superggradio at gmail.com. This week, received an email from one Steve Dvorak asking, Why does Getty hate auto chess? So, Getty, why do you hate auto chess? 
Sorry, how did auto chess become joy? And you know auto that chess, just, auto chess is love. I auto hate is everything. Like it's no offense to auto chess. I just have a general disdain for everything. That's true. I hope you took notes during my stream, though. <laughs> you know that I didn't. <laughs> I think if we learned anything, auto chess is a big problem for Daddy. Is that there aren't enough anime boobs? How about this? How about we play actual chess this weekend, Alex? Only if you play auto chess. <laughs> <laughs> then I will play neither. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve, for the email. With the 24th session coming to a close, we have a few pieces of housekeeping announcements to tend to. First off, we will be doing a Twitter poll lasting around two weeks, asking how you primarily listen to our podcast. Headphones, stereo, car stereo? This is just for quality standards as far as how our production handles mixing down the podcast each week. We appreciate any and all feedback. Are you happy now, Steve? (laughs) (laughs) He asked me to write that. Now, by the time you're listening to this, we will have interviewed Martin Nurukar, one of the developers behind Nowhere Profit. The game we discussed in a previous Early Adopter segment, we are interviewing him regarding what it's like to be a game dev, how was the launch of their game, which was rather recently, and what it's like being an indie dev in the video game industry. It'll be a good listen once mixed and released, so keep an eye out for the future. Also announcing the Super GG Radio Shitty Game Giveaway. Ooh! Woo! Well, I mean, they aren't shitty. But just some games I have lying around from an indie bundle that I'd like to give away to our listeners. So the first three people that tweeted us, give me the loot, we will get a code for a mystery indie game. Also, new segments and bonus content. Shows planned for the future, as well as Extra Life coming up in the next four months. So we're going to start planning for that. But for now, one last thing. One last thing where we just have one last comment to send off the show into the weekend. My last thing is can't believe joel made us have a business meeting regarding our hentai game budget yeah there was a powerpoint graphs i was just trying to figure out the value that it was right like you're you're using our budget towards un it's sustainable expenditures and don't I mean, six we, sigma me here i <laughs> you hear it right <laughs> look we, we need to onboard ourselves to a more efficient model and oh, he's gonna say synergy I, don't you say synergy <laughs> Stop I want to synergize us. ourselves to a strategy that will let us engage with a future audience that oh, might God. be larger than a baker's dozen. So, Oh, but seriously, <laughs> I can't wait for this weekend. I'll be swapping between the free live streams of Lollapalooza and Evo fighting game tournament all weekend. I may not even leave my house. How about you, Getty? I am trying to figure out how many times I can play through the new Fire Emblem before Joel even activates his amiibo. Wait, did they release new amiibo? No, I just kind of figured you had old ones sitting around. Mm. That's got to get you something. Hmm. I, I need to look into that. I don't know that I doubt all the Fire Emblem ones. Well, you better look into it. Joel, hit us with your last word. Uh, not to kids these days, <laughs> this thing, but I, I wish I had a 3DS on these road trips like my kids did. And, like, there were times where their batteries died, and they would not shut up about being bored. <laughs> it's like, what? How, how did you survive this before? Like, with just a Game Boy that died after a few hours with a couple of batteries. I think I was that kid as well, because I had a Game Boy and a Game Gear, and mm-hmm. they took, like, 17 batteries. Mm-hmm. 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 And I'd run I'd run through both of them in, in, in like, an hour. Yeah, part of your trip 
prep was buying like a pack of 20 batteries with it in hopes that it would last you long enough. Life was hard. Yeah. Yep. Life life was tough, man. We had it tough. Back in my day. <laughs> I'm getting us out of here. Yeah. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio, our stickers in Chicago arcade bar bathroom stalls, <laughs> and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where I plan on streaming some Verlet Swing, because that's a real good weird game. Uh, also, maybe some Skater XL. That beta test is good. And uh, glad that I finally streamed and got a win in Dota Underlords Auto Chess. Suck it, Getty. I see you hating. Uh. <laughs> Joel, you got any plans for this weekend? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to rewatch some of Kevin's streams. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's worth a watch. Yeah, I've got some catching up to do on that. Ooh, go ahead and take a drink every time he dies. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a tough game. <laughs> Maybe that'll be thrown in between Evo and Salapalooza. Ill-advised. Those will continuously be put on YouTube. But if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or tattoo our name on the forehead of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG, Joel. Good game. Good game, Getty. <laughs> Good game. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs>
Sure, sure, sure. It's a fair point. Hey, Joel, did you like why Getty decided to not opt out of that Newsweek? I didn't hear... I knew the story about the 14-year-old girl beating the Smash Pro, and then there being harassment. Oh, God. Yeah. It was I, just I, a whole anti-bullying thing that we would have had to but go, then, go into. But then... But didn't, didn't, didn't it find out she said, like, the, the N-word N-word? or something, yep. too? A ton. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there, there are no heroes in the Smash world, and except for hero. she beat was dating the 16-year-old? She oh, was dating a 16-year-old? The guy that she beat. Oh, oh okay. That's he retired okay. because he was dating a 16-year-old. No winners. My God. No. All right. No. I don't even want to talk about this right now. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, get us out okay. of here. Pause. Mm-hmm. I don't... I want to double check because it's. I just got an update that my hard drive is getting full, and I don't want it to be because of Audacity, because I don't want to lose the recording. Okay, it is not because of Audacity, I don't think. So okay. I think I'm good. Quit delete the H games. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they aren't very uh, big, by the way. <laughs> no, they're not. I mean, now you got me worried that maybe I should uh, delete something. <laughs> what is an old game that I had installed that I could delete? Uh, oh, this better make it into the post uh, show notes. Uh, assuming we don't lose his audio, sure. <laughs> okay, let's just keep going. Pause. I'm. Uh, stopping here because I actually think it is it. So I am now going to delete a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Put uninstalling GIMP. Is Audacity still running? Yeah. No. I. Uh, it's not mixed. It's not. F- oh, sorry. Hey, it's not- at the bottom of Audacity. How much disk space does it say you have available? Three hours and fifty-eight minutes. You're okay. Okay. That good call. Right, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and now less worry. Okay. Let's just not talk for another three hours. Okay, hold on. I'm going. There, there's no editing that can fix that problem. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, three seconds.